Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. It is Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you here on the really big barbecue show. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. If you have something solid, unique, refreshing to bring to the show, this is how you want to do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found. Okay, hold on a second here. I'm... Echo monstering myself here. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month. That, of course, lends a visit at the 935 segment by none other than the keeper of the flame over at amazingribs.com. 
The guy that tells you what cookers you should be buying and shouldn't be buying or should consider or don't consider that. Max Good will be joining us. And tonight we're going to be tossing around that term made in America grills. We'll also be talking about. Hold on. Got it right here, this thing. Anybody ever seen this thing before? You grill on it. It is a soapstone. Solid. It's kind of got that granite marble feel to it. I've never cooked on one. I've had it for a couple of years. A company in Canada sent it to me, and I've really never gotten around to cooking on it for various reasons. But Max has cooked on it, and I said, hey, I have one, so we're going to Bally that around in the nine thirty five or nine fifteen site, nine fourteen site, and then at nine thirty five we will revive a new segment on the show. It is called the official Barbecue Central Embedded Correspondence Segment. Yes, we will do that. The list of show correspondents. The And I guess this is the new official embedded correspondence list because there have been some added since the last time we had refreshed the list. Of course, the longest running standing, longest running embedded correspondent is that from the state of Texas, Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers, the second longest running official embedded correspondent, Steve Ray from Tennessee, Owl's Nest Barbecue. And then we scoot on over to Oklahoma, and David Huff, Huff Daddy Barbecue, is in. Well, what about that New England area? We need somebody in New England. We got one. Pitmaster of Basic Barbecue Team, Patrick Pawkett, is it? And rounding it out, not necessarily in the New England area. There might be some Massachusetts. New York throwdown going on between these two. My New York correspondent, newly minted New York correspondent, DJ Howie D, Howie Daly. Howard Daly from DTS BBQ. That that is who makes up the official state correspondence. Look, if if you are a fan of this show and you've heard me talk about how I like to set up and how I like to do interviews and all this stuff, rarely do I like to have two people on the phone at the same time. Aside from myself, I don't count myself on the phone. Usually I like the one-on-one. Me as host, then we have a guest. That's kind of my forte, the wheelhouse, if you will. I think we get the best interviews when it's one-on-one. Then, reluctantly under protest, I will do me as the questioner and then have two guests, whether that be on the phone or We've done up to three guests here in studio, as you would recall earlier in the year with the folks over at Barbecue out in Parma, Ohio. But rarely, sometimes we'll do the three-panel roundtable. Everybody loves those, but that's a little bit different. Somehow I've made that particular segment interview my wheelhouse as well, the roundtable stuff. But I have never done five plus me, so... The concept of the segment, if you didn't remember, is each of these gentlemen is bringing a topic or two to present to the panel, and then we'll go around for reaction after the person kind of gives their remarks or their take or whatever it is. So look for that at 935. 
And as I always say about any new segment, could go horrifically wrong. So at best, you could be seeing a train wreck. At best, you could be seeing the birth of a fabulous, growing, recurring segment. So we'll see what happens. And then we will move on to the second hour. 10-14 open segment. What? What? It was a little out of left field last week. That's why I believe we didn't get any calls. But I do have a fireboard to give away. That is free. It's like almost $200 retail. Ted Conrad said, hey, it's been a while. Would love to do a giveaway on the show. And I said, okay, let's figure it out. Let's do a 1014 open segment. And we can do a number of different things. Uh, A, you can call in and play the game to win a free fireboard. Again, near $200. It's free. All you have to do is play a game that's very simple. We'll get into that at 1014. Or if you don't want to do anything with the fireboard, maybe you already have one, you're a big fan, you don't need another one to give us a free gift that I'm giving you a great idea to do. And you want to talk about something that's happened in the show in the past. Of course, over the last seven days, the propane gas talk has not relinquished at all, especially if you're following it on social media. A lot of people are putting up the whole gas or no gas on their Facebook post or on their Facebook statuses, and that's causing or sparking a bunch of different conversations on a whole bunch of different Facebook pages, depending on how you use the medium. So if you have a take that you would like to get out on tape for podcast starting tomorrow, because that's a much larger listenership than it is here on the live show, then I welcome you to call in at the 1014 segment and tell me what you think about the allowance or disallowance of propane. I will remind you, of course, that it's really just being talked about From what I could ascertain over the last week or so, it might be being backed off of quite a bit as well. But since it was tossed out there, there is conversation that should be had anyway because I think a lot of people believe that that is going to be something that happens, whether it stays in the backyard or starts in the backyard and then moves up to the professional ranks. There is debate there as well. But if you have a take, we'd love to hear it from you. Then we'll go to uh, 1035, and he is a friend of the show, Central Light Superfan. And he is putting on a steak event, the Joe Friday Senior Steak Cook-Off in Michigan. John Solberg will be joining us on the show at 1035. So if you kind of live in this tri-state area, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, whatever states that border Michigan on the other side, is that Wisconsin? Michigan is so tall. You go north in Michigan, you end up in Canada. Right? That's right. I think that's right. Same could be said for Cleveland, except, you know, there's that whole lake that ruins everything. Max Good, 914, Barbecue Central Embedded Correspondent Segment, 935. Open segment for your chance to win a free fireboard and discussion at 1014. John Solberg, 1035, to round out the show. That is your show agenda. Don't forget, folks, you can subscribe to this show. Here's the only call to action. I know I ask you each and every week to make sure that you kick out the tweets and the Facebook posts and all this other stuff to let everybody know that this show is on now. But if you have not subscribed to this show on podcast, because I have to imagine there might be a Tuesday coming up, maybe even as early as next week where you can't get the show live. But if you have not subscribed via podcast and you don't visit my website regularly, you're going to miss the show. Nobody wants that. So look up in your Play music on Android. Look up in your iTunes 
App Store under podcasts or whatever the hell it is these days. And subscribe to the show. It's the easiest way. You never have to miss a segment or maybe you thought a segment was particularly awesome. Rate and review the show as well. Even if you think I'm a cheap bitch and I shill for the general industry, let me know. Give me five stars, but then kick me in the nets. That's what I would appreciate. All right, Max Good, coming up out of the break, let me talk to you quickly about the CHOPS Power Injector System, the NBBQA tool of the year for the last three years in a row. From backyard cooks to caterers to restaurant chefs, there is a power injector that's right for you. The number one seller continues to be the half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System, designed for competitions or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it. Away you go if you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do. You don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. It comes with a whole bunch of really cool stuff. You pay $100, and you pay shipping on top of that. Cheap. Then you have the one-gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for catering and bigger jobs. Holds double the amount of the half-gallon, of course. Some use it in competition, like when you cook the MIM whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, Three plug screws, a needle protector, 120 bucks, plus you pay shipping on top of that. Then you have the fullest, biggest, baddest version of the CHOPS power injector system, the CHOPS full power injector system. It's electric and is the commercial and competition big daddy. This is not a holding tank, but a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he has said time and time again, that with the CPI system, his briskets are better than ever. This one comes with a whole bunch of stuff as well, like the other two, 325 bucks plus you pay shipping on top of that. A number of the top pitmasters in the world use the CPI every day to make their barbecue better than the rest because here's the deal. We live in a foodie world. You need flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast, and it's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon, coconuts, cantaloupe, you name it. If you can inject it, you can inject it, not to be redundant. Every injector is hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. they got a whole bunch of extra accessories if you want them. They have a great upgrade. You can make your CHOPS power injector bulletproof with metal needle adapters. Come on, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com, and check them out. And then get the one that best fits your needs, the CHOPS power injector systems. Give your barbecue some power. All right, we are back with Max Good right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. The summer Smithfield wants to give you the opportunity to give you the best money. 
they can give you. How about $5,000 for doing what you do best, grilling? Just grill, share, and score. Find out how easy it is to win all of the $5,000 by heading on over to Smithfield Get Grilling. Smithfield Get G-E-T-G-R-I-L-L-I-N-G. SmithfieldGetGrilling.com. $5,000. $5,000. Ooh, I can use $5,000. I grill. I want to score. All right, my next guest is seen here the fourth Tuesday of the month, and we talk about stuff you might want to buy cooker-wise. Uh, sometime accoutrements. He is the keeper of the flame over at AmazingRibs.com. You know him. I love him. It is Max Good. I wanted to talk about a couple different things here. You had sent me that article yesterday, I believe, mm-hmm. and... You know, there is kind of this fascination with the term made in America, partic- I mean, all over the place in any type of consuming industry, clothes and shoes and cars and blah, blah, blah. But particularly, at least from my detective work, it really seems that it's pressed in the barbecue and grilling industry. This accessory is all American made, and this grill is 100% American made. But is it really American made? Should we really be concerned if it's American made? I mean, I think everybody wants to support America. I think we can all Mm -hmm. say that. But I think when it comes down to us looking without anybody looking at us with our money and what we want to buy, are we really saying, okay, well... Hell or high water, whatever I buy, as it fits into my budget, is going to be made in America. Or will I stray? Will I look at something that was made overseas and a little more less robust in its manufacturing or or what have you? So uh, what does that term mean to you or or how do you view it as someone who gets his hands on any number of grills and cookers and so forth? I mean, that's your job. Um, How how do you view it? I would say that um, aside from the perception, uh, it actually working with equipment that is made in America, and, and as you mentioned, that often with parts that are outsourced from other countries, they could be small parts like fasteners or wheels or something. Um, I've gotten stuff that was made in America, or so, so they say, uh, that was not all that great. Uh, and I've gotten stuff that was made outside of America that was actually very well made. Uh, you're not going to get something for nothing. If something is made outside of the U.S., it's going to cost more than a piece, you know, a, a, a folded up box with cheap burners in it that you get at Walmart. Um, but uh, when it comes to barbecue and f- anything to do with food, for that matter, uh, across the world, from my perception, um, American style barbecue, let me uh, qualify with that because of course all over the world people have uh, traditions of cooking outdoors over open fire but American style barbecue has really uh, become very popular in many areas of the world and so when you get uh, a grill or a smoker or something that is that says made in the USA and has a flag on it it it, it carries a, a variety of, of uh, messages to the buyer overseas one is that, well, barbecue made in America. I got to have, a, I, I love American style barbecue. I want ribs. I want chicken wings. 
So I want uh, barbecue equipment that's made in America for obvious reasons. And also um, American standards are generally pretty high. Workmanship is generally very good. Um, when it comes to food items, which are associated then, I imagine, with, with barbecue equipment uh, through, throughout the world, I think people appreciate the high quality of American agricultural products and foods. Um, so, yes, we all want to support uh, American manufacturing. Um, I, I would say, however, some of the people who moan loudest and longest and lament that uh, manufacturing jobs have gone away are the very people that are shopping at Walmart and buying Next Grill gas grills. Uh, hence, at the end of my article for Casual Living for the July issue, you might have noticed, Greg, I ended up saying, for those people who talk the talk, I have one question. What's in your backyard? And I agree, by the way. I think mm. you find a lot of people, especially on this here Internet, that chirp very loudly. But if you actually would get to investigate what they're actually doing, might tell a different tale. And I think if uh, and, and certainly that's fine. And if you are down with the, the more consumable slash throwaway grills because that's just more your style, that's what you prefer, mm -hmm. or you want something that looks kind of newish every couple years, and that's kind of what fits your style, then fine. I mean, do whatever you want to do. But for me, if I say I'm only going to buy this kind of cooker or I'm only going to buy from this country, whatever, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make sure that if you showed up in my house, because I would worry that uh, – if you come, it's, it's, what I say is also reflected in, in what I have. So if you're not going to do it or you don't really care, then just say that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a good example of quality equipment that's made in China, I'm seeing it uh, right under your your uh, logo there, yeah. Green Mountain Grills. Yeah. They're very – you get a lot for your money with them. There's a lot of great technology in them. And um, the the owner, who we both know, and they're, they're a great – American company manufacturing uh, offshore. Uh, he, he stands behind his products and he continues to try to innovate and, and provide good equipment for people here in the U.S. So when you have conversations with these grill companies that are based in America and they do their manufacturing offshore, do they make it a point to tell you that, hey, we know this is what we're doing. We're okay with it. This is the business model because it's going to allow us to be more competitive in the U.S. market. But we're traveling over to China or you know wherever the the uh, mm -hmm. the thing is being made, and we're there three times a month. We're there four times a month. Uh, we vet the manufacturer. We make sure that their workers are going to be adhering to everything. I mean, you can certainly kind of get what not only can you get what you pay for here in the states but you can get what you pay for when you team up with somebody overseas as well if you team up with somebody that's reputable and they have the ability to make the highest end stuff i don't think there's any argument about that you got to make sure that they're not pulling the wool over your eyes well true and uh many of the big players like weber they have people that i to the best of my knowledge basically are based in china mm -hmm. at particular factories where they've been working for many years and uh, they run a really tight ship. They're not the only ones, by the way. Uh, but the, you do get into trouble if you're a small manufacturer 
thinking, okay, I, I have to chase down these really low price points. If you're small, it's hard to compete with the big guys on price, you know. Um, and they're the ones that could run into some trouble because they don't know what they're going to get. Uh, there's a relatively new manufacturer here in the U.S. that is making very high-quality uh, equipment overseas, and I know they they spent something like thirty five thousand bucks to get this um, metal analyzer. It's like a little gun, yeah. and they just point it like an infrared thermometer. <laughs> they just point it at metal, and it'll tell them the quality of metal it is exactly what it is. Huh. Uh, so I guess all I'm saying is, yeah, you gotta you gotta monitor it if you're having it done overseas, and therefore. Um, you you run into some other challenges too. Communication. Not everybody uh, can understand. You know, we we have a certain way of talking, and people in other countries have idiosyncrasies as well. So even though you might feel like I know the language, you might not know the nuances of it. Um, you know, uh, we've seen some products that are kind of be, seem like a hit, like they they came over from China. The company brought them out, got them on the showroom floors. They're selling them online. Boom! Everyone wanted them. They're gone, and now they're back ordered. Now, you know, on one hand, if you're if you're that manufacturer, that's not a horrible thing. But on the other hand, you wish you could just pick up the phone and say, "Make more of these as quickly as you can, and put them on a truck and get them to me ASAP." Well, it's not going to be like that when it has to go into containers. It's not horrible. But you can imagine, what, what, where would you rather be? Would you rather be able to um, say, I, I'm, in, I'm in Chicago, and you're in Cleveland, and yep. you're making something for me. And I go, Greg, everyone's loving this thing. Get, get your guys going three shifts. Make it for me now. Throw it on a truck and get over here as quickly as you can. Yep. It's just easier. You know, <laughs> it's faster and easier. Or if you want to tweak something, you know, it's um, I know in this day and age, it, people could say I'm splitting hairs, but that's what some of the manufacturers tell me. It's just nicer when I can walk right out over to my uh, production team and we can, you know, sit down and talk turkey and we're right there. We know everything that's going on. We've lived together pretty much, you know. And uh, we make these subtle changes or big changes or whatever, and then we give the marching orders to mm – -hmm. The guy right next to me, and he walks into the next building, and they start doing it, you know. Max Good joining me here on the show, keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. I'm going to break topic here just for a second. Did you uh, did you give Tim Shop the Traeger 850? Uh, From Tim's, uh, Tim's Full Belly Deli? Yes, yes, yes. You I did? did? Oh, look at that. You just well, mentioned. Well, I did. Traeger gave it to me. Oh, okay. I was, when we're done, when we're done, um testing equipment yeah. that a manufacturer had given us, the first thing I say is, the testing is complete. Do yep. you want it back? And they said, uh, yeah, well, what, we don't want it back, but we want to give it to this guy. So Got he it. came by with All his right. pals and picked it up. Perfect, yeah. So uh, he wanted you to know that it's working out great. Excellent, Perfect. excellent. Um, yeah, as, as you know, I had some questions about um, cooking chicken on it. Yeah. And he said that one of a team, I don't recall who, that, that he knows had one and they – they were never doing good with chicken, but they started getting calls. And I asked him, well, my problem was I, I found I had to cook it hotter. I normally cook chicken 325. I know that's not set in stone, but the chicken, the skin was coming out leathery. Yep. 
Um, and so I talked to Chad Ward over there with Traeger, and he said, goose it up to 400, and then it was fine. So, I, you know, I, I wondered if Tim's buddy was was cooking at that temperature. Yeah, I don't know. Tim, what, what, I, what no are you either. cooking? Because uh, Tim is now using it for his comp chicken as well, so. Oh, tell well. us what. Tell us how you're cooking, Tim. Uh, spill your guts here in the middle of the chat room as we uh, talk with Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Um, one of the other things that we had, I don't know how we even talked about it, but let me produce it here. I showed it in the open. Whoa, jeez, uh, almost dropped. See this? So this is a soap stone, and it was sent to me by a Canadian company that I don't remember. Canadian soapstone. Yeah, so it's like uh, this side is very supple and smooth. Uh, this one's a little more gritty, so it seems like there might be a finished side, and then, uh, which I would imagine would be the cooking side, and then the rougher mm -hmm. one goes down on top of the grill grate. But you never, I have never even once cooked on it. Never once. But, well, I would encourage you to give it a try. I, I have only cooked. Um, Kamado Joe is having them made by this Canadian soapstone. That's the name of the company, Canadian Soapstone. Okay. Uh, and uh, they're making their half moon um, uh, stones for their divide and conquer system. Half moon, for their okay. Kamados, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, so they contacted me and said, hey, they're not cheap, I should say, too. I think um, uh, a, a piece like what you've got, you know what? I'm not even going to say the price, but uh, when I was. Looking at the pricing, it was a little bit higher than, say, a cast iron surface or something of that nature. But um, uh, I said, "Well, if you, yeah, I'd love to try it out. Uh, could you, could you send me a KJ, a half moon?" So I see yeah. what you're selling here in the U.S. because he's selling all different types, all different sizes, uh, and I, I wanted to get my hands on something that is actually being sold here. Yeah. So Kamado Joe's got him. Boom! But I didn't put it on. I didn't put it on a Kamado. Uh, I just wanted to grill up some salmon. I always do salmon on on a cast iron surface because I have trouble with it sticking, you know. Yep. And I really oil it up really good, and I gets all messy and oily, but it tastes delicious, you know. So uh, they told me you don't have to oil it, and I go, huh? It's not going to stick there. No, yeah, I, I didn't. You know, once you start looking into it. People that know about soapstone would say, well, yeah, that's soapstone's not porous. It's very smooth. Yeah. You can do these things with it. Anyways, I just I had to put a light brushing of olive oil all over my salmon and then some seasoning. But it cooked up so much different from uh, aluminum or cast iron. Um, and it was really good and no problem sticking, even though I just put a tiny layer of oil. In fact, afterwards, I... Uh, I said I got to talk to these guys again. Uh, I don't. I think they're right. It probably doesn't need any oil at all. Oh. They were telling me they were doing a, a show uh, um, down in the islands. I think it was, and they were showing off the qualities of this by rolling scallops across it, and it wasn't sticking at all. And everybody's eating them and going, "Oh man, this is so cool." Oh. Uh, it had a weird uh, surface finish to the salmon. It was as if, since it's not porous, it was as if all the juices from the salmon didn't uh, spread out. They and, and it was also very hot. As the juices came out, they just created this delicious crust. Hmm. Um, now, that said, they, there was a bit of a mess, uh, and I scraped it. I always scrape off uh, uh, my surfaces that that initially cast iron griddle with a uh, 
plastic, uh, like, like putty, putty knife, knife type yeah. Mechanism, you know. And then I wash it off a bit, and if it needs oil, whatever, then I throw it back on the grill and burn it up a little, and I'm done. Uh, with this, I scraped it off, and it was kind of hard to get this stuff off, so I got to talk to them again about it and, and get the lowdown. It's quite a bit different, but everybody in my family noticed a huge difference and, and really liked it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, noticed it in the in the positive sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the excellent well, finish, very delicious crust and, um, you know, very moist. Uh, so I'm real curious about it, as you can see. Yeah, well, you've uh, you've encouraged me to go ahead and maybe use it this weekend after I get back from Columbus. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you can find Max Good right here the fourth Tuesday of each month, AmazingRibs.com uh, in all times in between. Always appreciate the time, Max. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Greg. You got it. There he is. Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. All guests on the Barbecue Central right. Show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Familiar with that Yummy. website? AmazingRibs.com. Anybody heard of that website? Yep. Most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website. Soapstone. Anybody cook on Soapstone? Jump in on the instant chat. Did anybody see that bird that flew by? Jeez. Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cookshack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have one of those. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast, Eddie Morin, the FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill, low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing, with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website at cookshack.com. By the way... As of this past weekend, I am now the proud owner of a Cookshack electric cooker, the number one electric cooker in the industry, shipping up from the greater Bradenton, Florida area. I can't, I got to tell you, I'm so super pumped to make jerky in that thing. I got my eyes of round in place. I got my jerky cutting board in place. Got the High Mountain original jerky seasoning slash cure in place. Of course, I'm going to be in Columbus this weekend, so it's not going to be this. But after this weekend, free and clear. August is going to be a month of cooking, so very much looking forward to checking out the Cook Shack. And then just cooking in it as regular as well. Electric. The 008, I believe, is the model. It's the Smokette. Cookshack.com is the website. We're back with the Embedded Correspondence segment coming up. Stick around. Be right back. Thank you. 
Ready to get on the air? Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for something medium size, they got you covered there as well. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. The thing that I'm loving right now is the pizza insert, like a hundred and some dollars or whatever it is. I mean, you got to be kidding me! It's Absolutely fabulous. Uh, GreenMountainGrills.com. All right. Uh, I say this with peace and love. I have no idea how this is going to go because I've never had five people on the interview line at one time. But, I mean, let's just throw caution to the wind, see what the hell happens. We have, in no particular order, Doug Scheiding from Texas, Steve Ray from Tennessee, Patrick Paquette from New England, David Huff from Oklahoma, and Howard Daly Jr., a.k.a. Howie D. from uh, DTS Barbecue joining me here on the show. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, so here's the idea of the segment. I'm going to call your name out. You're going to give me a talking point, And then we're just going to kind of go around the room and see what everybody thinks of your particular topic and what your thought is. And we'll angrily bicker back and forth about the world of barbecue and grilling. And then I'll hang up on everybody and we'll do it again next month. So. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and start with our newest embedded correspondent. Uh, that's Howie D. out of New York. So, DJ, kick it to me one time. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Absolutely fabulous. What's on your mind this evening? Well, I just finished cooking a contest in D.C., uh, and my problem is that uh, I'm not getting all my scores back. My ancillary score uh, for uh, source, I can never get those uh, scores back from KCBS. I was going to say, this is, uh, up. this is a KCBS contest? Yeah, it's KCBS contest, and they need to upgrade their, uh, their websites. I, can't, I can get the uh, judges' table scores, but when they do ancillaries, uh, like last year I did LAMB, we did okay, and uh, before that, uh, this year, uh, we did uh, tomato sauce, and I can never get the scores. It's but taken two years just <laughs> to get my 2016 scores. And you are, getting, you're, you are getting your four main meat scores, though. Yeah, I'm getting my four right. main meats, but I can't get anything else. So KCBS needs to step it up. Uh, Steve, you are, uh, you kind of dabble in the, the KCBS stuff. Um, I know there's probably ancillary stuff going on with you and your contest. Have you ever had the similar issues? Are you, you hearing about that? <laughs> well, if, uh, if DJ DTS turned in lamb, uh, he may not want to see the scores. <laughs> they may be hiding it from him and make him feel good. Uh, nah. not <laughs> Lamb, lamb. That's probably yeah, answer, it was probably uh, probably turn ancillary category. Turn in sausage, it's, lamb. It's probably ancillary <laughs> category. No, no, no it, it wasn't in my control. It, this is what they wanted. Uh, they had a sponsor, uh, New uh, New Zealand lamb, and they made uh, everybody cook lamb in this contest. New Zealand, New Zealand, Zealand lamb. There, 
They're they're a player in this market, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know about that, DJ. And I enjoyed your uh, barbecue pitmasters episode immensely. I think it's one of the one of the classics. I, when you whipped out the chainsaw, that was just hilarious. Uh, you, you know, Greg, I was um, I, w- I was going to say something about uh, you know, what we do. Uh, you know, all the doors that that different that that barbecue has opened. I know barbecue has opened many doors for me as far as cooking with different people, different types of cooking. I was just interested in maybe seeing how how Doug and, and Doug I enjoyed your pictures from Mexico and your beautiful wife. That was really nice. And uh, you know what um you know what what kind of doors have opened for you guys and you too, Greg? About um you know since barbecue has has been such a big part of our lives. It seems like it opens up different culinary doors. Doug, take that question. Okay. uh, This year, of course, being with Traeger, I get to do a lot of different events. Uh, Probably one of the best ones was cooking at the Super Bowl at the competition that they had in Houston this year. So that was a lot of fun. Um, In August, I actually got a call from a a place in Denver that wants me to fly up there and – and help cook for their grand opening. So you just never know where you're going to get a call from and, and different things that you're going to be able to do. David, have you uh, experienced some cool things being related in the world of barbecue and grilling? Sure. Um, Greg, first, thanks for having me on the show. I'm absolutely a rookie here compared to all these guys. So I'm learning as I go along. Um, and really one of the first things I noticed is how welcoming this barbecue community is to, to new guys like me. Um, my very first contest, I had a bunch of guys were giving me a hard time because I cook on a pellet grill. And, you know, it was a bunch of rednecks that said, hey, if you didn't build it, you shouldn't be able to smoke on it. And uh, a group of guys came over to me and said, hey, don't worry about it. Just do your thing. Told me a lot of secrets. I, I was completely lost. And so it's just been very great with everybody being so you know welcoming. One of the things I'd say it's allowed me to do is right now I'm in a sales job, but I'm kind of contemplating with a catering company cooking for friends and family. I'm sure a lot of people have that story. They started out, people said, oh, I love your barbecue. And then it grows into a couple people want to buy it. Maybe you start selling it for a Super Bowl party like I did. And now all of a sudden I have an event tomorrow, actually, where a food truck downtown Tulsa is going to feature my barbecue on their sandwich truck. And, um, you know, who knows where it goes from there? Maybe I get to quit the day job. I don't think I'm anywhere close to that, but it's got to start somewhere. Oh. DJ Howie D, uh, you've been on television. Obviously, you've been in the barbecue game. Uh, what have you been able to experience, or, or one of the like the top cool experiences have you done because you do barbecue? One of the top cool experiences is cooking at Memphis in May. Uh, I've done. I've been there for seven years straight, and uh, I'm meeting people from around the world. People come into my tent, we welcome them, and we also bring on people that are, are following right now. Uh, two of my pitmasters, Phil the Grill out in Arizona, uh, Dominic Dick out in uh, Hamburg, Germany, and uh, Derek Stackhouse in Washington, D.C. Uh, what I do is I bring people in, allow them to cook a, a category, and the commodity. Uh, <laughs> like no other we we we've met so many people in the last uh seven years it's it's phenomenal and i've been welcomed everywhere i've gone uh doug let's jump over to you uh, i know you had a couple topics that you wanted to hit i'm i'm a little i would love to get your take on the kcbs one that you had mentioned as far as membership uh well yeah i'm not sure how it is with all the other barbecue societies but i am a 
strong proponent that you need to be a member of the organization for whatever cook-off is, is basically doing the head judging. So if it's a KCBS event, you need to be a, a member. If it's an IBCA, you need to be a member. I think they need to charge like, uh, for example, just charge an extra 20 bucks, charge some sort of nuisance fee if you're not a member of that organization because the rest of us that are members, I'm a lifetime member of KCBS, IBCA, and LSBS. I think we're paying for a lot of the the support activity that that enabling these other cookers to do. So I think us as cookers, we need to start pushing this as an agenda item. Like in KCBS, you have to be a member to be a judge. So all the judges are members, but yet not all the cooks aren't members. Dave, you're a competitive barbecuer. What do you think about that? Did you say me, Greg? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, I. Honestly, I don't understand why it wouldn't be a rule that you have to be a member. I, I would like to hear the argument on why they don't require that. Um, as much money as guys are spending to cook nowadays in all these competitions, what's the 50 or 75 bucks it is to become a member? So a nuisance fee is a great idea, but I would just say I, I think you pay a couple of nuisance fees, you've paid for the membership. So why not just require it? Doug, what's the lifetime membership for KCBS culture? I want to say it was probably on the order of like 350, 375 if I recall. All right, so uh nothing nothing crazy. No, for, they were for, all about in that yeah, level. Yeah, for a lifetime. Um Steve, I mean what I thought KCBS membership was like 35 bucks. I don't even like it it is probably the definition of nuisance fee. It is it is a year. Uh it's 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 nothing. I pay I think I paid 2 or I think they give you the option of two or three years. You know, <laughs> Greg, I, I don't know where you, where you come from. I know I was raised a Catholic, and when you're a Catholic, you got to be a Catholic to take communion, man. And uh, you can't, you, you got to be, you got to be a member to play. I mean, it, it's crazy if they're going to grow the sport. Um, if somebody wants to come and uh, cook a contest, see how it is. Say, yeah, come on, but um, but but you got to sign up and you got to get the you got to get the bull sheet and you got to. You know, you got to get on the website, and you got to get the newsletter, and you got to get the T-shirt, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. Not, I mean, shoot, they don't let the uh, they don't let the University of Tennessee play in the NFL because they're not a member. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense not to be a member. Uh, DJ Howie D, you got the last word on this. You believe in a membership to compete? I believe that you should have a membership. I cook in Nebs. I cook KCBS, MBN Networks, uh, and. The best way, the best way to do it is definitely to be a membership in the membership of those uh, cooking uh, competitions and organizations. Because w- what happens is you get people who are jumps jumping in and they don't know what they're doing, and uh, you need the guidance, you need that information that comes down out of the web sheet on the bullshit, and so everybody can uh, be on the same page. Uh, I found. I found uh, a couple of my rookies that I told to be become members didn't become members, and they uh, tried to turn in a box, and the box wasn't even uh, w- wasn't even compliant. So they had to rip apart the box right in front of the judges stand and rebuild it so they could turn it in on time. And that was at Memphis in May. Uh, David, let's go back to you. You had kind of an interesting take on a, a Ryder Cup style barbecue contest. Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, I just, with college football season coming up, and you know, I know that in Oklahoma, OU, OSU are 
uh, OU Texas is a big rivalry. And I thought, and it may be out there again, being new, I'm not sure, but what about some sort of contest for fun where the best four or five teams in Texas go up against the best four or five teams in Oklahoma and like a Ryder cup style competition or Tennessee barbecue against Carolina barbecue or something like that. Just, just to have fun, just to do a little bit of rivalry, go along with the college football season. I don't know if something like that out there exists, but it might make for some interesting, um, uh, competition. We'll just say that. Oh, I can certainly imagine. Do you have an idea who you'd like to have that sanctioned by? Yeah, no, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would be willing to do it, uh, especially if you somehow tied in some sports teams. There's crazy fanatics out there that would that would do that. But I can tell you I wouldn't want it to be very regulated as far as the rules. Um, it would be more for fun. Um, you know, the judges being impartial would probably be the hardest thing to accomplish with something like that. <laughs> uh, DJ Howie D, would you like to see some type of a Ryder Cup barbecue competition? Oh, sure, sure. I, I like to travel. I like to go all over the country. Uh, definitely, uh, I do the HBCU Classic, historically uh, black colleges and universities. So I travel between uh, Washington and New York City. And I meet a lot of people down there who would love to come into the uh, competition barbecue world, but they just don't know how. So uh, I think it would be a great thing to have uh, a little bit more uh, sports teams involved and we can do this out in the tailgate uh, atmosphere that I'm used to. Uh, Doug, Dave's from Oklahoma. You're from Texas. You guys inherently River, Doug, let's do this. You hate each other just because. Uh, like, what? What's your idea on this? Uh, on this hey, barbecue cookoff? Hey, Greg. Right? Yeah, go Greg, ahead. Greg, Texans. Texans get to heaven by going north on I-35. So it's, <laughs> it's all good. Ah, well, I hear oh, that. That's good. The wind blows in Texas because Oklahoma. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Roll them all out, boys. Here we go. <laughs> now, what, what do you think about like you know a, a border skirmish barbecue? battle yeah that, that would actually be good uh, you could start some regional like you say who's going to sanction it yeah you know the uh, to pick the four or five best teams in texas well which organization yeah, is right. it you know is it the you know combined is it ibca is it you know kcbs whatever and uh to a certain extent when, when i saw this i thought the jack is actually kind of like this yep. just given that it tries to get you know the one of the top teams from every state so um i think maybe the the thing that uh, on the Ryder cup is having like all-star teams from from different states so basically you've got maybe a, uh, some team that says okay you're going to cook chicken, you're going to cook ribs, and you you know, you know cook pork butt, and you cook you cook brisket. So have four different teams as part of this all-star team. All that's right. kind of how the, the Super Bowl was, uh, you know, more Texas teams, but that's how that was done. So in the style of what, what Dave's talking about. All right, uh, last question I have for you guys, and it's just a simple yes or no because we're rapidly running out of time. Doug, you're up here on the screen, so we'll start with you first. And if you didn't follow me on social media over the past week, uh, these are all going to be new to you. It might be some uh, refreshing if you commented on my post. But a propane gas in barbecue competitions. Doug, yes or no? Yes, bring it. Yes, bring it. Uh, Steve Ray, propane gas in barbecue competitions, yes or no? Uh, limited to a four-burner Genesis. I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, David Huff, propane gas in barbecue competitions, yes or no? No. Even though I use a pellet cooker, I'd like to see competitions stay more pure and 
require, you know, charcoal and wood. Hypocrite! <laughs> a pillow cooker. Uh, yeah. DJ, Sorry, that's good. DJ Howard D, propane gas, yes or no? Hell no! Hell no. All right. Uh-oh. Look at this. All right. Well, now there you go. So, uh, boys, I appreciate you taking the time out and trying this embedded segment. I think it worked pretty much. So uh, we will fire it up again next month. I know we lost Patrick like right off the bat, so hopefully we can get his uh, system worked out. But uh, we will look for everybody the fourth Tuesday of next month. Thanks so much for doing it. And there they are. Holy moly. Can you believe we just pulled that Paul off? Cass I can't on the believe Barbecue it. Central Show will appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy. Right. Uh, so I feel bad for Patrick, but you know, these are the things that happen in a live production. If you get if you miss out, you know, that you if you miss out, you miss out. Right? That was great. I was I'm pretty surprised at how good everybody was. And I say that with peace and love. Folks, grilling season is officially pumping through the doorways of this calendar year, and the place to head for all your barbecue and grilling needs is Butcher Barbecue. Certainly, we know that Butcher's carries great selection of barbecue products, but their portfolio of grilling items continues to expand. You've heard me talk about the grilling oils for a while now, and I believe these products will change the way you cook forever. These items, shelf-stable, don't require refrigeration like a lot of the other butters do. With grilling oils, all you need to do, leave them by the stove or take them out to the grill, use as needed, and then leave them there. If you need a butter kick, use butter flavor. If you want chipotle kick or a steakhouse quick, use those flavors. Here's how I use them. The flavors aren't aggressive, so you can build layers of flavor as you flip. Then, when I take the steak or the burger off or whatever it is I'm cooking, I hit it with just a little layer of the grilling oil before it hits the table. It's absolutely perfect. And because... They are shelf-stable, never out of sight, out of mind. That's most important. Never resting on his patoot. Dave, always in the Flavor Lab, coming up with new stuff. And the newest item right now is his Grilling Addiction Seasoning. I love it. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Lastly, dealers wanted. If you currently own a barbecue and grilling supply store and don't carry the Butcher Barbecue lineup, what are you waiting for? Hit up ButcherBBQ.com right now. Request information on how to become a dealer for them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers will reap the rewards by getting these fine products in their hands to try for themselves. These products are extensively tested both in the backyard and on the competition trail, so you know they're going to deliver the goods. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and check out all the products. You'll be happy that you did. ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can visit. Amazon.com to purchase as well. Thanks again to 
DJ Howie D, Doug Shiding, Steve Ray, Dave Huff, Texas, Oklahoma, New York, Tennessee. For some reason, my instant chat, like, totally crapped, so I missed out on a whole bunch of cool stuff. Not sure what happened with Patrick Paquette, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. John Dawson weighing in. Greg, I'm all for made in America, but what that has come to really means is I don't want a piece of crap where a product is made has less to do with the country of origin and much more to do with the straight-up quality. If the manufacturer truly cares about the product and reputation, they'll make sure that it is quality no matter where it comes from. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's kind of spot on. Made in America means I want quality. It's the catch-all phrase for give me some of the good stuff. Uh, by the way, the Cook Team members, uh, Huff Daddy Barbecue. Oh, where'd it go? Damn it. Rogue Cookers for Doug Shiding. Uh, basic Barbecue Team for Patrick Paquette, although he was not. Owl's Nest Barbecue for Steve Ray. DTS Barbecue for DJ Howie D. That was a fun segment, I think. I think we did all right. Like I said, you get more than three people on a phone or in my studio. You just never know how it's going to work. These guys played nice up until we got into the Texas-Oklahoma fight. Got loose for about three or three, five seconds. It's all right. You got to put back to bed. And they were good. Everybody muted, which was good until I went to them. That helped with all the breathing noises that sometimes you hear when people don't realize they breathe. <sighs> that happens if you weren't aware. So now I'm pumped up for next month. We got a full hour of recurrence the fourth Tuesday of the month. That's the first segment that actually does. Aside from Meathead. But he doesn't count. I mean with two different segments. Meathead takes a whole segment by himself. Or a whole hour by himself. Alright, we are going to step away and get ready for the second hour. We have an open segment coming up for the Fireboard. If you want a chance to win that, get ready at 1014. We're going to do some business here at the top of the hour, leading up to that open segment. But if you dial 216-220-0966, starting around 1014, we can play a little game. And if you win that game, you will win the Fireboard, which I believe is retailing in that almost $200 range. Thanks to Ted Conrad, folks over at Fireboard.com. We'll be right back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Stick around. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how's it going? 
you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. It is a show, by the way, that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We do broadcast live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And if you want to jump in on the show tonight, especially next segment, here is your contact information. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. As I mentioned, uh, coming up later in this hour, the open segment at 1014, so you can win a fireboard being provided by fireboard.com. And you can also call in, talk about gas. I would like to say that if uh, you are a statistical analysister, you notice that 50% of the board said, go gas. And 50% of the forum, the embedded correspondence forum, said, no. Get that big stuff out of here. I find that interesting. I find that interesting. I So we got like David who said, well, I'm a pellet cooker, but I want to keep it to charcoal and wood. DJ Howie D was like, uh, hell no. That was an emphatic, like not even on the fence, just like, no. Now there could be a very good chance. And I don't know what he cooks on. That he might just be a charcoal guy, uh, maybe no pit minders, maybe he doesn't cook on pellets, maybe he is, I guess, what people call old school in that regard. But I mean, David, you cook on pellets, you can't be averse to gas, right? I mean, you can't, you can't be averse to gas. It's the same. I mean, I get that it's not the wood fuel that the pellet is, but I mean, what are we? We're literally splitting hairs at this point. You're turning it on just and setting a temperature just like you would be on a gas cooker. I mean, in the end, it requires the same amount of fire management experience on a pellet cooker as you get on a gas cooker. Right? It's the same. Anyway, call me up at 1014 if you either want to weigh in on that on your own or if you want to try and win the fireboard. Fireboard.com. Then at 10.35, John Solberg. That's what's still coming up in this hour. The National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Egan, Minnesota this past weekend. And this was the local event that sends a top six teams to the Madison-Wisconsin Regional Final, which continues to be on September 16th. And those teams are in particular order. And I love this team. One of my favorite teams in Minnesota. Shiggin and Grinnin. 686.3 686.3 takes it. Reserve. 
with a 684.5, so decent win there for Shigan and Grinnin. Totally sauced, gets the reserve. The Twisted Tail, third place, Bergy Boys Blazing Barbecue, fourth place, Rub My Rack, fifth place. Shout out to Rub My Rack. And Lucky 19 Sauce Company rounds out top six, and they will be moving on to the Madison, Wisconsin Regional Final. Uh, again, between one and two, uh, just a shade over two points, 2.2. And between one and six, there was eight points. So fairly close between top to bottom and all the middle scores as well. The next National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club, will take place this coming weekend, and I apologize if I don't say this right. Ankeny, Ankeny, Iowa, or Ankeny, Iowa, however you pronounce your consonants and vowels. I do know it's Iowa, though. So good luck to everybody competing this coming weekend at the National Pro Barbecue Tour by Sam's Club. All right, I do, because I am wearing the official shirt of the year, DT, DT, uh, horse, hashtag horse me 2017. That's what I'm trying to say. I have a number, number of horse meat updates that I will share with you. Here we go. First and foremost, you would recall a number of months ago, I was contacted by Sherrod Brown, who wrote me an email and who must not have read my email at all because he thanked me for my support of keeping horse off the slaughter board, which is exactly the opposite of what I was trying to accomplish. So we can ascertain one of two things. Sherrod Brown doesn't actually know how to read. Or number two, he didn't actually read it at all, and somebody wrote the response back to me for him. Those are the only two ways I can speculate that. But I clearly wrote in support of adding horse to the allowable meats to consume as an option. But he didn't read it that way. The other senator from Ohio is Rob Portman. And about three weeks ago, they actually called me on the phone. Ringy ding ding. Now... In full disclosure, Rob Portman did not get on the horn with me, but I did talk to one of his, lackey sounds like a bad word, but one of his helpers, I don't remember what her name was, but she was very open to hear what I was talking about and where my mindset was and how we talked about the fence on the farm and who's on one side of the fence and who's on the other and how we eat one side of the fence and not the other. Cats and dogs being on one side of the fence and horses, everything else being on the other side of the fence that we eat. So she was a little intrigued by where the whole deal was with hashtag horse meat 2017. We had a great 30, 40-minute conversation. She did inform me that Rob Portman has really no authority on that uh, agriculture committee that votes on the allowance or disallowance of horse meat, but said that if it ever came up, they would refer back to me as an expert in the field. I said, hey, 
I would love to be an expert in the field on anything, especially this. So thank you to Rob Portman's uh, office for calling me, taking the time out to learn about it. Uh, he was out of the office. I did ask to talk to him directly. And then you have a couple horse meat headlines. And I'm trying to figure out which one. Well, you know, there is the, the European horse meat scandal that's going on. But, I mean, who cares about that? According to the Virginian pilot, pilotonline.com, horse burgers. Congress considers putting horse meat back in America. <laughs> horse meat 2017. Wild horses that have been captured from U.S. rangelands stand in a holding pen. Thursday, May 25th at the U.S. Bureau of Land Management's Wild Horse and Bureau Center in Palomino Valley, about 20 miles north of Reno, Nevada, wild horse advocates are up in arms over the President Donald Trump's budget proposal to allow the sale of Mustangs rounded up the Western Range to be sold for slaughter. It's taboo to eat horse in America. Anyone who wants to kill horses for human consumption faces plenty of obstacles, one of the biggest being Congress's ban on the Department of Agriculture's funding for horse meat inspections. But that may soon change. A panel in the House of Representatives has voted to lift restrictions on horse meat for slaughter. The amendment that banned funding for horse meat inspections, which was tacked on to the annual USDA funding bill, was voted down 27 to 25 by the Appropriations Committee on Wednesday. It's not the first time American Horses have been threatened this year. In May, President Donald Trump's 2018 fiscal budget proposed euthanizing or selling wild horses so the Bureau of Land Management can save on their care. The three U.S. slaughterhouses that dealt in horse closed in 2000. Sorry, the three U.S. slaughterhouses that dealt in horse closed in 2007, according to the New Food Economy. Horses in the United States can be sold and shipped to other countries where it's legal to slaughter them for food. Horse meat has been the subject of several high-profile incidents in recent years. Four years ago in Europe, IKEA meatballs were found to contain horse meat DNA, sparking a huge public relations crisis for the Swedish furniture company, which operates cafes, tainted the Australian um, IKEA meatballs. Nay, it ain't so. Nay, it ain't so. <laughs> Expect animal rights activists to fight this tooth and nail. The Human Society of the United States reports that horse slaughter can be more brutal and result in more suffering to the animal because it's a different to stun horses before they're killed. Oh, I'm sorry. It's difficult. Not different, but it's difficult. So, Horse Meat 2017, as I had put in my post on Facebook, it's a thing. It's a thing. You might like, but it's a thing. All right, before we get to the open segment, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. Folks, if you're, lurk, uh, if you're looking to turn up the heat on your barbecue skills this summer, you're going to need to get your hands on the most advanced ceramic cooker and high-heat tech barbecue accessories to hit the market this year. Of course, I'm talking about the all-new Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition and CyberQ Cloud. Just launched recently by Barbecue Guru, the world's first temperature-controlled ceramic smoker and grill with built-in power draft fan. It's going to give you the easiest and most successful barbecue experience, dare I say, ever. ever. 
These must-have new products will make barbecuing easier than ever before and will be your new secret weapon for cooking delicious food every time. Ready to buy? Head on over to bbqguru.com and grab them up while they last. If you have any questions about what to order, please call them directly. Oh, please, do not guess. Do not guess. Head on over to bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. If you haven't seen the monolith cooker with the included power draft, the CyberQ Cloud, go to the website, check out all those videos. They got really cool mounting stands, all this stuff. It's great. If you've been looking for a great cooker, decent amount of accessories, you're going to want to check it out. Trust me. All right, we're back with the open segment. Free Fireboard, if you want to jump in. Free Fireboard. All you have to do is play a sweet little game. Very easy. And you could win up to like a $200 Fireboard. Come on. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. We're back right after this. Stick around. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back to Summer Smithfield has partnered with the Ultimate Names in Grilling to bring you amazing prizes. All you have to do is get grilling. Just grill, share, and score. Visit the website Smithfield Get Grilling. I-N-G. Get Grilling. SmithfieldGetGrilling.com. You could win five grand. You like five grand? I like five grand. Quick question from Kona Home Team. I think if I'm reading that right, my eyes are really bad and I can't hear out of one ear. Quick question. If my cow dies and I send you a steak, it's okay, right? That is correct. So if my horse dies, can I do the same? Uh, no. Get that big stuff out of here. That is not the case. You, you would, you know, you know, private sale rules are probably way, like anything, right? I mean... If you buy a gun from a gun dealer, they have to do the background check and you got to do all that stuff before you can take the gun from the store. However, at least in Ohio, if you live in Ohio and I live in Ohio, I can privately sell my gun to you. No paperwork needed, by the way, although I always have a legal document that you that signs on the date that you take ownership of the gun because if you decided to commit a crime – it does. It's going to trace back to me since I was the original owner. So I have that piece of paper in a gun safe that lies in a remote area in my basement. But I don't have to provide any paperwork to you. Uh, you need to provide no paperwork me that saying if you're a lunatic, it doesn't matter. We just you give me the money, I give you the gun, and away we go. So 
uh, as I'm saying, if it comes like if you're a meat processing or a horse processing plant, you know, it's going to be trouble probably. But yes, to answer your question, if you have a cow, you can butcher it, send me a steak, uh, but you can't do that with horse. It's against because it needs the USDA mark of inspection, blah, blah, blah. But again, private, not private. Uh, Kona Home Team, uh, that's Lance Owen, by the way. Thank you, Lance. All right. We do have a caller on the line here for a uh, chance to win a fireboard. So uh, you're on the air. What's your name? You're on the air. What's your name? Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi. uh, My name is Bart, B-A-R-T. Bart? Yes. All right, Bart. Uh, Where are you calling from? Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. All right, here we go. You ready to... uh... Hold on, Bart. I'm not ready. Sorry. All right. I'm to make sure I get all my game stuff here together. Uh, Bart, okay. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm a personal chef here in Long Island. Oh. And uh, very big into the culinary world and barbecue world. All right. And uh, a frequent listener of your particular oh, show. Wonderful. I certainly appreciate that more than anything. All right, uh, so you have the chance to win a free fireboard, which you know what that is, of course, especially if you're a listener to this show. You can play the game show, Winery or Rehab, or Cheese or Font. Which one would you like to play? Uh, Winery or Rehab. Winery or Rehab, a very popular game. All right, here we go. Let's play. you got to get three of five correct in order to win the fireboard. You ready to play? Sure. All right, here we go, Bart. First name that a winery or a rehab. Hat Ranch. Is Hat Ranch a barbecue? Uh, I'm sorry, is it a winery or a rehab? Rehab. A rehab, alright. So we'll lock you in. Rehab. And Hat Ranch is indeed. A winery. That's all right. We got more to go here, Bart. No worries. No worries. Okay. Okay. Uh, The next one, Bart, is Palm Partners. Winery or rehab? Palm Partners. I'm going to go again with rehab. All right. Rehab. We'll lock you in for rehab. Palm Partners, indeed. Rehab. All right, look at you. One for one. One to the positive, one to the negative. Here we go. Keep moving. Let's see. The next one. Sundown Ranch. Sundown Ranch, a winery or rehab? I'm going to go winery. All right, winery will lock you in. And Sundown Ranch, indeed. Rehab. Uh-oh. Well, now, now things are getting a little tricky. you got to get the uh-huh. next two in order to win the fireboard. Are you ready to go? Okay, right, I'm ready. 
Bart, tell me if Clearwater Canyon is a winery or a rehab. Rehab. Rehab, all right. Lock you in. And Clearwater Canyon is indeed a winery. Oh, no. Bart. Well, it's, uh, this is what happens sometimes. Uh, my, God, these things just keep playing and playing. I, uh, I'm very sorry that we didn't make you a winner here, Bart, but I appreciate you calling in and listening nonetheless. Thank you so much. Thank you. Get off my phone. All right, uh, you're on the air. Are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, who's this? This is Sean. Sean, and where are you calling from, Sean? Uh, actually, just down the road from me and across the state border, Parkersburg, West Virginia. All oh, right, Parkersburg. I was just through there uh, about a week ago. Wow, Parkersburg. Coming up from South Carolina via going to Youngstown. Uh, all right, uh, you know how the game's played here, Sean? Uh, somewhat. somewhat. This is my first time. All right, uh, so you actually have the choice of games, uh, cheese or font or winery or rehab. I'll go with cheese or font. Cheese or font. All right, here we go. You got to answer three out of five. <clears throat> here we go. All right, Sean, for your chance to win a fireboard, about a hundred eighty-nine dollar item, hotly sought after. Can you tell me if Sivri is a cheese or a font? Sivri. 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 I will say that is a cheese. All right. Lock you in for cheese. No Googling, by the way. I can tell if you're cheating. <laughs> Sivri is cheese. Very good. Very good. Well, you got one on the board right there. We'll move to the next question here. All right, Sean, can you tell me if... Danbo is a cheese or font? Danbo. Danbo. Yep. I don't know any cheeses named Danbo. I'm going to say font. All right. Lock you in on font. Of course, Danbo is indeed a cheese. Oh, dear. <laughs> we got one right. We got one wrong. No problem. Plenty of time left. Uh, Sean, tell me if Big Fish is a cheese or a font. Oh, that's a font. Oh, that's a font. Oh, it sounds like somebody's typed with Big Fish before. Well, let's actually see if you're right. Big Fish is a font. You're right. Very good. Have you typed with Big Fish before, Sean? Um... I've had to look it up. I have had to look up fonts on a computer. I had a desk job for a short time as a supervisor in the Navy. So you saw Big Fish before. Very good. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. So you can afford to get one wrong. If you get this one right, you win the fireboard. Very exciting stuff. Yes, Sean? Oh, yes. Okay. On the edge of my seat. Oh, what? Me too. All right, for the fireboard, can you tell me 
if Kavoon is a cheese or a font. Kavoon. Kavoon? Kavoon, like V as in Victor. Kavoon. Ooh. I'm going to take a wild guess All and right. say that that's a cheese. Uh, Probably Russian. Russian cheese. Kavoon is a font. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Now we're in all the mark. We're tied two for two. Got to get this one right, Chuck. No pressure, but if you don't get it right, I'm going to hang up on you and make fun of you in front of all the Central. Uh, it's not been the first time I've ever been made fun of. <laughs> all right, Sean, tell me if Quark is a cheese or a font. Quark. Say Quark. Quark. That would be a font. That would be a font. All right. Quark is a cheese. Oh, dear. (laughs) We learn something new every day. Uh, We also learn that John does not know his cheeses, but that's all right. So we still have the fireboard to give away. Plenty of time left in the segment here. Uh, looks like we got somebody else calling in. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Greg. It's Nick from uh, Long Island. All right. Nick from Long Island. How are we tonight, Nick? Hey, not too bad. Yourself? I'm absolutely fabulous. Uh, we have a couple games for you to choose from. Uh, let's just throw in the third game for fun as well. You can choose from porn star or athlete winery or rehab, a cheese or font, and don't forget the ultimate prize here this evening is the Fireboard being donated by Fireboard.com. What game would you like to play? Let's change it up. Let's do the Porn Star Athlete. All right, we'll change it up. We'll do Porn Star and Athlete. Everybody loves athletes and porn stars equally. Uh, before we get into the game, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Dick. No, I'm just a backyard cook um, on the weekends and just got sucked right into the world barbecue. All right, perfect. that here we go you gotta get three of five correct you know a lot of porn stars nick uh, not as much as that please. all right that's all right here we go first name is dolly buster porn star or athlete Dolly Buster. I'm going to go with the uh, porn star. All right. Lock you in on the porno. Dolly Buster <laughs> is a porn star. Very good. Very good. Here we go. Next name is Tanya Hansen. Porn star or athlete? Athlete. Lock you in on athlete uh, Tanya Hansen, indeed. Porn star. Whoa. We keep going. Nick from Long Island is our contestant right now. No winner yet, believe it or not. All right, Nick, uh, talk to me about the name Dylan Ryder. Porn star or athlete. That is, that is a porn star. All right. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, see what everybody else thinks. 
Dylan Ryder is indeed a porn star. All right. All right, so you have two correct. We are leading up to the, as the porn stars say, money shot question here. You get this one right, and you win the fireboard. You got two other ones to make up if you get this one wrong. So All right, take your time, think hard, and tell me if... Capri Cavelli is a athlete or porn star. You know what? I'm going to have to roll with it. Porn star. Okay. You don't think I'm pulling any shenanigans on you? <laughs> all right. For all the marbles, the fireboard from fireboard.com. Nick in Long Island. Show me porn star. That's right. Yeah. You did it. So... All you have to do here, Nick, is uh, shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and send me your shipping info. I'll get that over to Ted from Fireboard, and uh, that Fireboard will be sent directly out to you. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, man. You got it, and uh, thank you for listening to the show. Always appreciate that. Most importantly, we appreciate everybody listening to the show. So, oh, wait, so... Just like that, another episode of Porn Star and Athlete. Cheese and Font and Winery or Rehab has come to a successful conclusion. Nick from Long Island has won the Fireboard that has been presented by Fireboard.com. Join us again next week where we might have some other really cool stuff to give away. And until next time, this is your host, Greg Reppy, for the game shows that I mentioned, saying adieu. All right. Too bad I couldn't squeeze another two minutes out of there. I could have just went right into break. It would have been fabulous. Oh, I got to get rid of all these numbers, cancel that. Now we're back up and running. All right, so uh, congratulations to Nick from Long Island for winning the Fireboard. Very fun. Lance Owen is emailing me. Aloha, Greg. 4 p.m. here in Hawaii. He sent this about 20 minutes ago. And I'm finally catching you live. My pet bull, Julio. Julio says hello. Wow, look at that. Pet, by the way, not pit bull like the rapper, but pet bull, like with horns. Couple comments. Just want to make sure I have the right place to contact you. Uh, yes, on the email. This is the right way. One on horse meat, one on meat wraps. All right. Well, this is how you get a hold of me. So shoot over those questions. We might have already talked about the horse meat, right? Uh, Ramps, Rob Portman isn't the pit, isn't he the pit master of the Ohio Rhino? I screw you, boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I look forward to I look forward to you discussing this issue on MSNBC with Rachel Maddow. Hey, I would love to get on TV with her. I find her very engaging. I don't know if I'm too. I mean, people's looks are not fodder for this show but you know we have similar haircuts 
uh, but I do not wear glasses. Uh-oh. I mean, at one time, I think I wore like the fake specs. I thought that was a pretty good look. I got it. So I went, I don't know if a lot of you noticed, but I went with like the, the summer cut again. Now, halfway through summer, but it's not just for the summer. It's because I don't know if anybody's noticed, but you know, I'm losing my hair at a rapid rate. Rapidly. (laughs) And I've always maintained that I will not be the guy that holds on to a pittance of hair because it's there. I would rather mow it down early than be the guy that is grasping literally at every last straw of hair. Here's my advice to guys that might be on a fence that I was not on. If your hairline is retreating quicker than the French in war, <laughs> mow that stuff down. Take it down. It's so freeing. And if you've ever been toying with the fact uh, or the idea of doing it, I say do it because you never know what lurks underneath that scalp of hair. You could have divots and points. Now, luckily, my head is supremely round. As a matter of fact, when my hair got taken down just this last time, the lady looked at me and she's like, you have such a round head. It looks good. And I'm like, yes, thank goodness. Otherwise, can you imagine if I had like a point on my head? Like, oh, would be the worst. I would look worse. Luckily, I sound okay. Hey, thanks to everybody that called in this past segment. That was fun. Fireboards are great. $180, that thing. Nick won $180,000, thing, I think. It's great. Thanks to uh, Ted Conrad as well. Um, uh, I screwed that read up. Oh, I got to kick that one back. John Solberg coming up out of the break, by the way. Let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy, who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest a pit barrel cooker? It makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that turns out great traditional barbecue meats, but can also ramp up and temp to grill. Versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's very nice to look at, easy on the eyes. Built to withstand heat, and thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to withstand any type of weather. It's also extremely portable. It can fit in the back of most truck vans and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are, of course. All barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan, the new stainless steel rub shakers, the pit grips, turkey hangers, hinge grill grates, the perfectly sized charcoal chimney, coffee mugs, beer koozies, come on. They got all the stuff that really completes the pit barrel cooking experience, and for the best part, $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, and it ships free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship free, but everything else they sell ships free to lower 48. No coupon code, no promo code needed. Don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com continue to heap praise. Fourth year in a row that it gets the highest rank in their gold division. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos. 
and then pick up one for yourself, one for your neighbor. They'll love you forever. My neighbor loves the pit barrel cooker. I think he tried to steal it the other day. Not steal it in the steel way, but like put it on his deck because he uses it a lot. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. They will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about, pitbarrelcooker.com. And we're back with John Solberg right after this. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, yo, we're back. The segment brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club, 31 cities, 500 Gs in cash, eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This weekend, the 2017 Pro Barbecue Tour rolls into Ankeny, Iowa, for a local qualifier to get more information on the tour, register your team to compete, maybe, or to check results. Most importantly, you can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. So, who likes to cook steak? Everybody likes to cook steak, but do you have an award-winning steak recipe? And better yet, are you looking to find a steak cook-off in Michigan? Well, let me introduce you to somebody that knows all about it. It's John Solberg, friend of the show. John, how are you, buddy? Great, man. How are you doing tonight, Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight, John. So, I guess uh, what I want to bring up first is... You know, steak cook-offs, as I guess you would be very well aware of, not just necessarily the FCA, but steak cook-offs in general seem to be exploding at a rapid rate, easy to kind of get your head around. You don't have to have $50,000 pits to pull around in order to be good. You don't need to have all this high-end meat that a lot of the competitive barbecue guys seem to be going to in order to give them chance to, or give themselves the best chance to win. What do you like about steak cook-offs in general, and then we'll build into the event that you're putting on? Well, I love the idea of the steak cook-off because for all the reasons you said, someone can take a Weber Smoky Joe and a bag of anybody's charcoal, show up on a Saturday morning, pay the entry fee, walk away Saturday afternoon with a chance at winning. I mean, uh, it's it seems to be the common trend in com- competitive outdoor cooking in my brain, and it makes a lot of sense that it is. Do you fancy yourself a uh, a pretty good steak cook? I don't fancy myself a pretty good cook at anything, but I sure give it an awful lot of time trying. Well, I don't Practice know. Practice makes I mean, improvement. You you look at your Instagram. You're a pretty good cook, John. I hate to break you. I hate to break the news to you. By the way, uh, for the folks that remember John, he also makes his own charcoal. He's got a bunch of great cookers. So, and you're a pretty accomplished uh, backyard guy to to be certain. Do you have a, a favorite steak cooking method? You know, I I'm a really a big fan of the reverse sear the slow and sear kind of cold, great reverse sear. Uh, but it's just another tool in the toolbox. If you have that kind of time, I think that's a great way to cook a steak. All right, so talk to me about the event that you're going to be putting on. It's September 2nd, and it's the Joe Friday Senior um, like uh, steak, Memorial Steak Cook-Off. Correct, and the, the tagline is cooking for Christmas. 
Um, we wanted to do a state competition, and uh, we recently lost a family member who was big in a children's charity for Christmas. So uh, we, a couple of us banged our heads together and said, well, let's do a steak cook. Let's bring steak cooking to Michigan. It's, it's not here yet. It's difficult to get it here. Let's see if we can raise some money for this charity and build a foundation to do this going forward year after year after year. So it just kind of came together out of a couple unfortunate circumstances. Uh, absolutely. Um, from, a, as you said, it, it seems to be tough getting steak cook-offs going up there. Is that from like a sanctioning standpoint or like what, what seems to be the biggest hurdle? Well, the timing's not exactly right for a sanctioning standpoint for us up here. Um, there's, there's just not a lot of competitive cooking happening in Northern Michigan. Uh, there, and I don't see state competitions coming up this way for a while. So, uh, we just decided to go out on our own and, and try to do it, follow the guidelines, basically the SCA, maybe we can train some cooks, turn some people onto it, maybe help to grow the sport. Think of it as like a, maybe a, a minor leagues of Northern Michigan for an SCA event for them in the future. All right, so for the folks that aren't familiar with uh, steak cookoffs, how are you setting yours up? Uh, what does it cost? What are you getting for an entry fee, uh, turn-ins, judging, all that stuff? Well, it's it's going to be very similar to any competitive cooking that you're used to. Uh, our entry fee is $200. That is a little high. But uh, keep in mind, all proceeds are going to the charity. Uh, we're paying off the top three places, and they're going to pay 1000 They're going to pay 500 They're going to pay 250 it is a blind judging. It is a steak lottery. So it's it's very similar to a sanctioned steak cook-off event. Are you, were you able to uh, ascertain a steak sponsor or a purveyor, I guess, if you will? Well, we're, we're, we're close. We, we, not, we don't have it dialed in yet. We're hopeful. Uh, we did have steak in our budget at a certain uh, line item price. So... Uh, but uh, our original budget, we, our plan was we could cover all our costs, and if we could get the donation for that line item, we'd roll it back into the donation. So we still expect to give a sizable donation on our entry fee. Hopefully we'll be able to give more. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, name a meat sponsor uh, in our upcoming radio ad. Uh, JoeFriday.org is the website if you want to check it out, and... You know, you had mentioned that there isn't a lot of uh, competitive cooks up there in Michigan. Do you think that a, a steak event will kind of encourage people to come out of the woodwork? And, and how are you promoting this event? Because you said it's it's benefiting a charity. It's um, something that people might want to look past an entry fee if they think it's a little bit high, as you had mentioned, and, and realize that there's a greater good here. Well, it's a lot of good questions there. Uh, we do have 14 committed teams right now. We were hoping to get 30 teams. We do have space for 50 teams. So uh, we are we uh, were able to get a sponsor to, for a ad campaign on a couple northern Michigan radio stations. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, we'd like to turn some people on to steak cooking. And we'd like to build a client base for us to have an annual event and, and build a foundation for this program going forward for years. Judging-wise, is it that uh, that medium standard that a lot of the other competitions are using right now? Yeah, we, we, we're we using the medium standard. Uh, it seems to be, the, and that's the only standard that uh, 
there really is going to be out there. And I'm kind of excited to see what people do. I'm, I'm um, not an SCA competitor, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing all these fresh people come and bring something that's not necessarily grow great hash marks. Not that that's a bad thing. So I'm, I'm just kind of excited to see where they're going to take this. Do you think that people might like bring a fire pit and a, a Dutch oven or a cast iron skillet or, or whatever and, and do a steak like that? I, I don't have any idea. That's definitely an option. Uh, they can definitely do that. Are there any uh, restrictions on cookers? I mean, we've talked a lot about in the past week this whole potential propane of, of being in competition barbecue, but the, is there any restriction on cooker for your steak cook-off competition? Just can't be a ground fire. It has to be in some type of fire pit, or and definitely propane is allowed because I know there's a lot of guys that got propane pits that might come for the charity and take their chance with their spice or their seasoning and and uh, we don't want to limit that. All right, and the entry fee will get you steak, and it will get you uh, a spot to set up in. Is there like a, a determined size of the camp? Yeah, each space is a 14-foot wide space, and I believe it's about 35 feet. So you'll be able to park one vehicle behind your space. Oh. Basically, it's a 10 by 10, a space for 10 by 10 tent, four-foot easement, one vehicle parking right there at your space. Do you have a personal preference to gas or charcoal as it relates to cooking steak? And, and do you think that one puts on a better flavor? And, you know, I cook on every kind of method you can imagine, including steaks, including infrared. You know, I have a t an old tech grill. And, yes. Um, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I can make a good steak on a gas grill. Could I win a steak competition? I don't know that. Um, is it as good as charcoal? Uh, I guess that depends on the cook. Um, I, I don't think gas is limiting. I don't. I think. Uh, I think I would make you a steak you could enjoy on a gas grill. JoeFriday.org is the website if you want to check it out. If you're going to be kind of a so I'm not a, a Michigan geographic genius or geographic genius just overall in general. But like, where is uh, is it St. Helen or? St. Helen, Michigan yep. was uh, Joe Friday's home, and that is where we're having the event. Okay. And uh, I'm going to tell you that's about uh, 222 miles north of the Ohio-Michigan line. Okay. So, so I, hate, I hate to do the Michigan thing and hold up my hand and go, it's about right there. <laughs> but I hate, I hate that. There I did it. I yeah. hate that. But yeah, it's about, it's about right there, I guess. Yeah, but, well, I mean, as I had said in the first hour, if, like, if you really don't spend time looking at a map, you don't realize how tall Michigan is. Yeah, it's 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 a yeah. long way. Yeah. You know, the UP is the UP for a reason. Yeah, if I leave here at my house and drive out into Duluth, Minnesota, it's a ten-hour drive. Yeah, that's so, pretty far. But I, I know that that's not Texas. Texas is like three days to get across, so we're we're not close to that. Yeah, well, I can drive south ten hours, and I wind up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, I mean, just for point of reference, that's that's a pretty big stretch of uh, the same state. It, yeah, it's you know it's a great place to be, and. As you know, I'm sitting outside enjoying our last month of summer. So, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because uh, it'll start snowing in mid-September. Um, John, from uh, just I guess you know, from a from a barbecue standpoint, how many do you, do you have any idea how many competitions kind of are in and around the Michigan area? I know in Ohio, there's still just a small handful. There's none really around Cleveland, you know, proper, let's say 35 or 40 minutes, you know, around, you got to go hours, either Cincinnati, or you got to go down to Hocking Hills, or you got to go out to Buffalo or somewhere like that. Uh, similar for you that you know of? 
Well, as far as uh, KCBS and barbecue, Southern Michigan has a, a pretty good offering. And I know that uh, even Sam's Club has rolled through Michigan. Um, as far as Northern Michigan, I'm aware of none. I would imagine Traverse City would have something going on. And there, there could be other places, and I'm just not aware of them. But uh, there definitely has not been an SCA yet in Michigan. We, I know that for a fact. So um, hopefully they'll make it up here within the next year. Uh, the charity that's going to be benefiting, what can you tell me about that? And uh, obviously it's important because of kind of who you're picking up that slack for. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that charity and what they do. Well, our charity partner is the Knights of Columbus. And what they have, uh, all the money we're raising is earmarked for the, their Kids for Christmas program. And for years they have uh, raised money for underprivileged children or even special needs adults that, that are in that you know, they're still, a, uh, you know, they're, they're a childlike category and they raise money and they make sure that they have a, a decent Christmas and spread around. And, you know, Northern Michigan is very rural and, uh, there's not a lot of industry. It's, uh, tourism is about what they have up there. So it's a great cause and they, they have a, a, a great reaction for it every year. Can you tell us a little bit about Joe Friday? Joe Friday was a good dude. <laughs> And it's like, I knew I'd get to this, so I, I'm going to try to keep it together. Uh, he, he was a great friend. He was a great father. He was a great grandfather. Uh, he's actually was the father of my uh, girlfriend. And her brother and I and her are the ones putting on this event. And uh, Joe Friday was a caring guy. He, would, he, would, he was a builder, and he would do stuff for you even if you didn't have the money. He always went out of his way to take care of everybody and do the right thing. He was, uh, he was good to a fault. Um, he was a perfectionist at what he did. He always said, just strive to do everything the right way. Do it until you get it right, and then you can quit it if you don't like it. But his idea was, is don't quit it until you get it right. Make sure you get it right first. He loved to gather with his friends and family. Uh, he was a veteran who was a cook in the Army during the Vietnam era. And uh, all the cook kind of combines all a lot of great his attributes gathering a family and friends uh, working on the perfection do something until you get it right always do the right thing and one of the most important things to joe was was that kids had a wonderful christmas kids had wonderful birthdays kids had wonderful stuff he was really was really into that sort of thing so he was just a good guy and he's going to be greatly missed and we can't think of a more fitting tribute than the Joe Friday Senior Memorial Cooking for Christmas. Again, that website is joefriday.org. So if you're going to be in and around uh, St. Helen, Michigan on September 2nd, go to the website, register in advance, of course, and then as uh, developments happen, we'll be passing them here through this show. Anything else on the way out, John? Well, you know, it's like obviously – one of the hardest things about doing a charity event for me is asking for stuff. So if, you know, if, <laughs> if I'm learning I'm out of my comfort zone, but obviously we're looking for sponsors. If you like to give something, get a hold of us to the website. If you'd like to be a product sponsor, we're trying to work with our charity partner to do raffles and give away those things there on site to raise money. Obviously with my hat in my hand, if anybody has anything they would like to contribute, uh, reach out to us at the website and we would be honored. It is joefriday.org, and this is John Solberg. Look for that steak cook-off September 2nd and updates through here on this show. John, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is. It is John Solberg. 
JoeFriday.org. All guests on the Barbecue Central Show right. appear Joe via Friday. the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy.com. JoeFriday.org. Steak cookoffs, man. They are very popular. This one benefiting his girlfriend's father, Joe Friday. What a great name. All right, uh, updates on that event as they become available. And if you're going to be up there or you're close to St. Helen, Michigan, then check it out. Get your steak cook-off on. You could win 1000 bucks first place, 500 second place. Come on. That's a lot of money. Speaking of cool dudes, Big Papa Smoker, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to become a better outdoor cook. Whether you're in the backyard, whether you are a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. Known for their championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Pride, Cash Cow, proven winners on the competition circuit, and in the backyard, Big Papa Smokers offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress the judges or grilling for your family and friends, Big Papa Smokers' award-winning rubs and seasonings will not disappoint. Looking to improve the flavor of your competition barbecue recipes, are you? Big Papa Smokers has combined forces with fellow rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. Over the past few years, if you didn't know, West Coast Offense has cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa Smokers, also proud owner of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce, Looking for a a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everybody? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors will remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's barbecue sauce and other top-rated barbecue sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available on the market today. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out the Mac 2-Star General. Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and offers special packages. Not a fan of the pellet smokers? Try the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition barbecue trailer. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M-Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what kind of grill you need? You really can't go wrong with any grill or smoker featured on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. Check their website today for their full selection to choose from. It's clear, folks, that BigPapaSmokers.com is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better, boost your barbecue skills. With the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store, you call them toll-free at 877 877- 828-0727 or shop their website bigpapasmokers.com that's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-S-M-O-K-E-R-S dot com bigpapasmokers.com Alright, we are back to wrap the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Going to get ready to wrap it up here. Thanks again to John Solberg. Uh, JoeFriday.org is the website if you want to check it out. That's that steak cook we were just talking about. And here we go. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. We talked a little bit about soapstone cooking. We talked about made in America and what that means to folks. Then we have the official embedded Barbecue Central Show correspondence segment that pretty much went off without a hitch holding the non-connection with Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team. But other than that, four dudes and your host kicking around a bunch of different barbecue topics, giving their opinions on other people's topics. Great fun. 1014 saw Nick winning the fireboard. John Solberg helped me close the show, talking about the Joe Friday Memorial Steak Cook-Off. Again, that'll be September 2nd in St. Helen, Michigan. So if you're going to be around that general area over that weekend or you live around there, all the money's going to a great cause. It's $200 to get in. You get steak, you get a space, and away you go. Again, that's JoeFriday.org. Uh, the link will be in the show notes for podcast as well. we got a big show already lined up for you next week. Can you believe that it's going to be the first August show of 2017? 2017 continues to rapidly come to a close. Other great guests online as well. Very exciting. Hey, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Good night now.